Hey everybody, we're back. This is episode 83 of the Q&A podcast. My name is Anthony, and back on the couch, sitting right next to me as always, is my pal DeQuincy. Yo. We're back on the couch, out of the kitchen after that very seemingly uneventful episode 82. Anticlimactic, I would say. Where we're cleaning out my, or I was cleaning out my kitchen cabinets, which was better than I could have hoped for. So it wasn't too, wasn't too awful. But uh, yeah, like I said, we're back on the couch. We're talking SummerSlam. It's we're just right around the corner, a couple of days away. It's the biggest show of the uh, of the summer. They they call it in they wrestling. Claim. And so everybody's got everybody's got to talk about it, and that's what we're doing. Yes, sir. Um, Anything you really want to say before we start, as far as the state of wrestling? Um, there's only one thing really. Go ahead. Uh, Baron Corbin. Well, we'll get to that. Yeah. All right. Let's just get straight to it. So, um, on the SummerSlam card, there's 13 matches: three on the pre-show, 10 on the uh, main show. And what I've done is I've gone through and uh, listed each one. Uh, by degree of interest, mm-hmm. personal interest. Okay. Um, so we're going to start with the first match on the pre-show, which you named, uh, the Hardy Boys and Jason Jordan versus the Miz and the Mr. Raj. How, <laughs> how did we get here? <laughs> we got here because the Revival, Dash Wilder and Scott Dawson, are no longer feuding with the Hardys. And I refuse to call them Hardy Boys. I'm just calling them the Hardys or the Hardy Men. Okay. They, because they're like in their 40s. They're not boys, they're men. Yes. They're boys, two men. Wow. Nice. Thank you. Thank you. So, this is the only reason why we're doing this is because I believe it was uh, Scott Dawson this time. Yeah. A few months ago, Dash Wilder broke his jaw and mm-hmm. they kind of they kind of halted halted their momentum and they after they made their Raw debut on the main roster. That's true. And, and then they came back. And then a few weeks ago, uh, apparently, uh, Scott Dawson tore his bicep. So he's out for a number of months. Like, once again, halting the momentum that they had started to rebuild. They were in this feud with the Hardys. They were attacking when they needed to. I think they beat them in, in a match on Raw. I can't remember exactly. Yes. Um, so the Hardys had nothing to do for SummerSlam. So they had to put them with uh, Jason Jordan on this past Monday night, who's already feuding with The Miz and The Miz Taraj, and he just needed some backup. So let's go a little bit, uh, go back a little bit. Jason Jordan, who uh, we found out a couple weeks ago was the illegitimate son of Kurt Angle. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I have questions. Like, who, are we ever going to find out who this mystery texture was that was texting Angle and uh, Corey Graves threatening to, like, destroy his entire life and his career? No, because they've already distanced Jordan and Angle. Like, they don't appear on, on screen anymore together. Mm-hmm. Um, the Miz only complains about Jason Jordan to Kurt Angle, mm-hmm. but not in not in the same, you know, not they're not all present when this happens. So, uh, no, they're just going it, to... It, the reaction was so... Um, or, you know, people reacted... So, uh, I guess negatively, would you say? Was it a negative reaction to this? I don't know. I don't really think so. People were just, I think most people expected it. Mm-hmm. And most people were just shaking their I feel like it was more on, like a nonchalant. People were either were excited to see where it was going to go, or they really didn't care because they already predicted 
that is going to be the illegitimate child angle. Mm-hmm. I, don't, uh, I don't really I like feel that. as anybody that's Ill- like illegitimate child angle. Yeah, I don't. Oh, I need. Mean, there you goes. go. Bravo. I do what I can. I don't think there's anybody like really disappointed with this. Um, I really, me personally, I, I just have questions. Like, who is this mysterious texter? Um, why do they think in 2017 people give a damn about an illegitimate child? I mean, <laughs> you have a you're you're young and you're in college and you have the condom breaks. You actually knock up your girlfriend and y'all break up before she tells you that she knocked up. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if you don't know, you never knew about the kid. How is this your fault? I don't understand why they thought this was gonna bring down his career and end his marriage and. <laughs> Uh, maybe he has a, or maybe he doesn't or, have an understanding wife, or even why the heck the Corey Graves was involved in this angle in the first place. It made no sense. They and I don't think they had any idea what they were going to do until the day of, <laughs> essentially, or maybe a week before. Multi-billion dollar corporation making it up as they go. Yeah, and winging it. So no, we're not going to find out any of those details. I, I don't think. They're just going to, it'll be there, mm-hmm. just that he is their father and son, but they're not going to, for the time being, nothing's going to, I really don't see anything coming of it. I just hope this goes better than the last uh, illegitimate son angle I remember on WWE. Is it Hornswoggle and Vince? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, these things kind of die out, because Hornswoggle was on TV for years and they never really mentioned it either, mm-hmm. after so, up till you know when he before he left the company, they really didn't mention it in 2014 or whenever he was still with them. So now that you know, it's just something they tried and didn't really go well. So they're just gonna keep keep on keeping on with it and uh, just keeping that storyline in the background, the back background. Yeah, and um, they really picked the correct uh, heel for Jordan to go against. Sure. Because The Miz is a hateable guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if that's his personality or just who he plays on TV, but he's a he's a hateable heel, and he's great on the microphone, which is one of the things that Jason Jordan is really subpar at. Yeah, you and can really tell uh, without Gable just how much he needs help on the, on the mic. Was Gable the talker in the group? He was more of the energetic... You know the the more energetic side of the group. Mm-hmm. Okay. Have you seen his stuff on SmackDown? Uh, his singles matches, uh, the the backstage stuff he's done uh, with Daniel Bryan and Renee Young. Um, because I remember watching them a few times uh, while they were down in NXT, and I can't remember one time either one of them picked up a microphone. Mm-hmm. Well. Uh, like I said, with Gable, well, he did the interview with Renee Young, which was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they did some goofy stuff after Talking Smack was canceled. Yeah. Um, which is online. It's, it's pretty funny between Jordan. They they made fun of the angle Jordan angle. And you got to watch it. We need find another word for that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was funny. You know, and, and Gable showed some acting, some pretty good acting chops for that little segment, you know. Uh, back to the Hardy Boys. Is this just a holding pattern, pattern they're going to be? Just jumping in the feuds with tag teams until they get the whole broken Hardy uh, situation yes. finished with um, not Impact. What are they called now? Well, it's Global Force Wrestling. Global Force Wrestling. Yeah. Uh, Anthem. I think Anthem Entertainment owns the. They're like the the actual company that owns everything. We're going with Global Force. So yeah, pretty much. 
until they can get that gimmick, the rights to that gimmick, and then they can break up and let Jeff go do his own thing and let Matt really take off with, you know, with the broken gimmick. Gimmick. If you had to guess, how much longer? Give me um, it, as far as months. How much longer can this nostalgia act work for the Hardys? Uh, at least to the end of the year. Uh, Survivor Series. I mean, they, you can put them in a on a Survivor Series team. Uh, you know, one of the tag. You know, a tag team. Uh, a team made up of tag teams. They Something can actually like be in the the. Like if they do it like they did last year, was a team of five from Raw versus mm-hmm. a team five from SmackDown. They can have the Hardys on on the Raw team, and then one of them betrays the team, and you start a storyline there. Do that, yeah, yeah. So I mean, it, it, it's still they're they're always going to be popular as long as they're healthy. Um, yeah, it, it'll it'll keep going for okay. a little while. Uh, so who you got winning? Um, Jordan and the Hardys. I mean, just, I don't think you can, as little momentum as Jason Jordan has going for him right now, you can't really kill what little he has left. And I think he's got to get the win, which would probably set up an Intercontinental title match later on with The Miz. Okay, I agree with you. I think the, uh, the Hardy Boys and Jordan are going over. Um, it's one of those things where... The Miz losing, like if he gets pinned by Jordan, mm-hmm. it's gonna help Jordan by pinning the Intercontinental Champ, and then it continues that feud to where at the next pay per view the Raw has, um, you know, they go one on one for actually the, he'll actually defend the title against exactly. Jordan. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving on to the next match on the pre-show, we have the New Day, which would be um, Big E. And Xavier Woods with Kofi Kingston on ringside, ringside defending their spear. First off, mm-hmm. I was you know reading different webs, you know internet wrestling websites and stuff, and one of the commenters, one of the commenters put it, I think the best. Mm-hmm. Great, we put probably the best, maybe second best feud on SmackDown Live going when we put on the pre-show. That makes a lot of sense. But there's so many. We're, but it's a great feud. I mean, it's a it, it's the Usos were the champs. Mm-hmm. The New Day finally made their debut, got the title shot, beat the Usos, and the Usos haven't let it go. The attack when Biggie was doing his intro on SmackDown mm-hmm. was awesome. And if you've watched, there's there they have a clip on the on I guess on their YouTube page mm-hmm. of. You know, someone filming, you know, the guys behind the curtain, you know, warming up and then catching, you know, the Usos attacking them from backstage, yeah. which is a cool video, which is a cool video to watch as well. It's a, and the, the rap battle was so good, way better than I think anybody yes. could have thought or thought it was going to be. The Usos won with that Xavier Woods line that I don't think I can repeat. They won with all of them. Like, they killed it. It was a gr- it was it was a great rap battle. I think, like I said, better than anybody would have could have hoped for. Yes. Um, and oh, they put on good matches. That's yeah. the thing. The Usos, you know, as whatever you say about them, they still put on great matches. They're a great tag team. Currently, you know, they're one of the best tag teams. You know, going right now, and it's. I've, I've, I've loved watching these guys 
back and forth every week, week in and week out. Yeah, their match, um, the New Day and Usos, their match at Battleground was probably the best match of the entire pay-per-view. Yeah. Um, I want to get back to your, your first point. We're talking about it's the second biggest view of SmackDown is on the pre-show. Where else are they going to put it on this card? I No, I, I mean, mean, you got the championship matches. You're not going to take any of those away. Uh, Big Show versus Big Cass. Yeah. You could put that. But who want, Who the hell wants to sell that damn shark cage for the pre-show? Uh, other other uh, single matches. You're not putting Randy Orton on the um, pre-show. Same thing with John Cena. Mm-hmm. And Finn Balor, you know he's coming out as a demon. You want to save that for the show. Mm-hmm. So, they're kind of screwed. It's a four-hour show. It's, yeah. Put it on. Put it on. Put it on the main show. Anyways. Yeah, but people like us, we're going to watch anyway. Yeah, no, I, I agree. But, I, you know, to I think in fairness to those guys who put in a lot of work in this feud. Who made it interesting? Mm-hmm. Where you thought, ah, it's just you know, new day or whatever. But they've made this feud interesting. Made me, made me want to watch it. Made me want to watch these guys go back and forth. Watch the rap battle. Watch the attack over and over again. You know, uh, backstage. You know, watch their singles matches against each other. Watching the Usos. Seemingly take it, you know, get the upper hand on a three-man team, mm-hmm. which you never see that. Why even have a pre-show or call it a pre-show? Just call the entire thing SummerSlam. Uh, it's like, it's like everything else. It's just for to break it up, you know, for the, uh, I guess the feed itself, so it doesn't, you know, crap out. Yeah, I'll take it word for it. Um, Schedule. Man, see, this is the thing about this whole card, is that there's there's so many matches where it's fifty fifty. You could it. No, it's not even that. It's like how. Well, okay. I guess uh, the in the sense that how do whoever you, wins, you could see a way of continuing the plot. No, no, not even that. How do you balance out? Because there's so many all these matches. There's so many. There's so many opportunities for these. All the baby faces to seemingly win mm-hmm. and to get major pops, like Sasha going over Alexa Bliss, mm-hmm. Nakamura going over Gender. Now I want you to remember, we are in Bro- the show will be in Brooklyn, which is the home of Smarks. But people do like Sasha still, and they like Alexa Bliss. And you just said mm-hmm. uh, Shinsei will go over. There are a lot of fans that enjoy the whole gender revolution that's going on but right now. But I think now. more people are ready for, for Nock to take the title. Um, the Yeah, there, there's too many matches where I think the fans will still appreciate, would, would definitely appreciate the babyfaces going over. So how do you balance that out to make sure that it's not just all babyfaces winning? So this is one of these matches, the Usos and the New Day, where I'm, I'm going to go with the Usos on this one. I think they're going to the, take the titles back. Okay. You're picking the Usos? I'm going with the New Day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go. Black power over here. Um, but, but really, um, when I think about um, things like that, I think about when people complain about the, about the WWE being predictable. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, predictability is good as long as you have a good story. I mean, I've sat 
I told you the story before. I sat and watched Moana 17, no, 18 times with my son because that's his current favorite favorite movie. Right. And when I'm thinking about it, all Disney movies are predictable. Sure. There's a hero. There's a crisis. The hero comes. There's always a doubt moment where they don't think they can do it. Then they rise up and they and they whatever the evil is, they vanquish it. And they're they they're a hero. They come home a champion. It's predictable, and every. You know, from the Lion King onto Moana and everything else, it's predictable. But as long as you have a good story, people don't care about predictability. I guess so. Yeah, that makes sense. I do. I can't. Uh, moving on to the final match of the SummerSlam pre-show, we have Akira Tozawa defending his newly won Cruiserweight Championship against Neville. <laughs> well, this is another. This is another thing where they. How did you feel about um, the la- the go home shows, both Raw and SmackDown? They were presenting a lot of the matches for SummerSlam on the shows. They were. I actually, I really didn't watch. I didn't get a chance to watch all both episodes. I didn't get to finish them. Uh, but this is another instance. I was asking you because I didn't see either. <laughs> <one>. <laughs> I just read up on the dirt sheets like the rest of us nerds. This is an instance where. They put the title on Tozawa ahead of time, mm-hmm. uh, but there's no way they're taking it off of him right away, uh, unless you want to shock the fans. Do you think so? Because we'll talk about it later, but they, that's what they did with the U.S. Championship between um, Kevin Owens and AJ Styles. That's true. It's bounced back and forth between those two two times now. That is true, too. Um, but... I don't think they're gonna do it this soon, though, because that was that happened, you know, not too long ago. Um, how do you feel about the whole cruiserweight division? Like, unless you watch Two Hundred Five Live, you know, you're they're really not getting a lot of. You know, you're really not um, getting a lot out of it, and there's only one title, so if you're not you know, vying for the title at any point, you're just you're just a guy. But how many guys do they have in the cruiserweight division? A lot. Really? Like I feel like 15. I see I see the same like five or six guys on TV all the time. But uh, I was gonna uh, I just lost my train of thought about the cruiserweight division. Oh, I was gonna ask you how many times you actually watch two oh five live on purpose? I just watched it this past Wednesday or yeah, Tuesday. I got home late and I figured, well, I'll, I'll watch it. And it was good. I mean, I, I liked it. They put on good matches, but... How long is it? An hour? It's an hour, roughly. Okay, so here's my thing. I cannot, in within three days, watch three hours of Raw, two hours of SmackDown, two hours of NXT. One hour. One hour of NXT. Only one. And then one hour of 205 Live. Mm-hmm. That's what? Three, five, seven. six, seven hours within a three-day period? Yeah, it's, it's not easy. Something's gonna get cut. I don't even watch the entire three hours of Raw. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm in and out. You have to. It's that's a lot of hours. I mean, I don't watch that much. I, I watch wrestling and sports and a couple of shows. And even I'm having to cut back on all those just because I'm. There's things that other things are taking up my time. Like I don't have time to watch TV anymore. And you know. 205 Live, it just hasn't been something I've actively. It's you know, not appointment viewing. 
I watched it this past week because they were going to do the uh, Titus World, Worldwide Celebration mm-hmm. for Tozawa. And I thought, well, I'm sure Neville's going to, you know, interfere and, and, you know, get call for his rematch and see how that goes. Um, I saw that in a video on Twitter from the WWE Twitter account. Mm-hmm. And I was watching, I was like, oh, hey, look, Apollo Crews, you're still here. Yeah. But Talk, Apollo Crews is one guy that should probably go down 205 because he's jacked, but he's not as tall and big as you think he is. Mm-hmm. I think he's... So, I mean... He's really, like, he and Neville could put on quite a, you know, a tournament, you know, mm-hmm. best three out of three out of five or four out of seven. Because mm-hmm. you look at, um, like I said, you look at Cruz on TV and you think, like, he's a six-foot-two powerhouse. But in actuality, he's like, I think he's like five. I want Ten to or eight. eleven. Really? Uh, yeah. He's so not, like, but he's, he's under six feet. Yeah. And another guy that I think should go down 205 that we'll talk about later, um, uh, Amore, Enzo Amore. Mm-hmm. Sure. God, he would bring a draw to that show. Just his promo. He doesn't even have to wrestle for like the first couple weeks. Just his promos will be enough to get people interested in watching 205. Yep. Um, uh, let's get back to his match. Uh, anything else? Uh, I think Tozawa return- retains. Okay. Pick Tazawa. I am picking Neville for the simple for two reasons. I don't want to pick the same person you okay. pick, and I really don't care. <laughs> so yeah. I, we need division. Here's a match that I'm willing to throw away. Uh, okay, you ready to move on to the main, main show? Yeah. All right. So, like I said earlier, I, I we're going to order of the of these uh the card the order that I think is the, the least interesting to the most interesting. So um starting with go ahead. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a chance. Guess which which match I put on first. Big cast big show. Oh you're wrong. That really next. What? That's the next because at least there's a cage involved. Uh what, John Cena and Baron Corbin? Nope. Who else? Uh see this match is so boring that you don't even remember it's on the show. Cause I didn't remember it until I looked up Wikipedia to write down the card. Go ahead. Randy Orton versus Rusev. Uh, well, I like Rusev, I, I, and I like Orton, so... But here's the thing. There's no story to this match. Right. Uh, but it really, a Rusev, lot of... Rusev came out and basically at, like asked for a challenger, and Randy Orton looked around and was like, well, I'm not doing anything Sunday. Yeah, a lot of the... Well, really, a lot of these feuds have just been put together within the past three weeks, which isn't a very long time to build a feud. Um, especially for a show like SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're building these feuds like it's just a regular show, like it's just a battleground or whatever. Um, but this is SummerSlam. They, they, they hound that this is the biggest show of the summer. So you need to treat it as such in terms of story, story building. And they just haven't taken enough time for any, a lot of these feuds. Mm-hmm. This is one they put together in two weeks. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I like both wrestlers. I just I'm not invested in the feud though. I like them both, just not the feud. I wish they had more time, and maybe they'll carry on. Maybe it'll carry over. Who knows? But for this current show, you know, they're just there. They're they're, they're, they're on the show. They're collecting their bonuses. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I was trying while you were speaking. I was trying to think of anything to 
that I can say about this match, and I got nothing. I mean, I'll probably I'll watch it. I mean, because I'm I'm more entertained by the guys in this match than the match we'll talk about next. Yeah, I just oh, think well, because I mean, there's no story, I don't have any real reason to be invested in. Right. Well, I mean, Rusev's still a good athlete. Mm-hmm. Orton's still a good performer. When they'll he put wants on, to. Right. They'll put on a good match, I think. Okay. Uh, who you got? Um. I'll I'll go with Rusev. I think you could start. I think you could build that towards a, a, a Orton heel turn. He's lost three or four pay per view matches in a row. That reason is the, is the reason I'm picking Orton. He's lost so many times against Jinder. He needs to win to get his mojo back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but Rusev needs some momentum going too. That's true. But how many times have we seen Rusev lose on the big stage? He's got to start. Why not start? How many times have we seen Orton win on the big stage? That's why Rusev should win. We've already seen it. Though. Yeah, you would think that, but who's in charge? It ain't <laughs> us. Um, that was like a two-minute discussion. Moving on to the next match. Uh, get away. Big Show versus Big Kaz. And while Enzo Amore is inside, hung above the ring inside a shark cage. I really don't care about this match. <laughs> I was just about, how did we get here? I don't care. I mean, I like Cass. I like the Big Show, but I just don't care about this match. We've already seen them fight so many times in the past three weeks that why do I need to see it again? Because every time, no matter what the outcome is, it winds up with Cass getting knocked out by the Big Show. Mm-hmm. So win or lo- win or lose. So who cares? And they put the guy above the ring. He's not going. I mean, he's literally not going anywhere, and figuratively not going anywhere. You like, think they'll give um, Amore a microphone while he's up there? No, because it, it would take away too much from the match. But it would try- take away too much about the match that you're currently ragging on. That you, but <laughs> saying you don't. In their mind, they want to focus on Cass. They want the focus to be on Cass. That's a guy that they're looking, you know, to be a. You know, he's a big guy, so he's they're looking for him to be, you know, the next big guy. You know, so. I know that I've spoken on this before, but to me, they just, they broke up the whole Enzo Mori, Big Cass, the tag team, just way too yeah. soon. They've never won a champion, a tag team championship in NXT or in the WWE. And I know that the rumors are Vince Man loves the big guys. And Enzo has heat. but Yeah, what's the story on that? Uh, apparently, he just runs his mouth too much. That's basically what it is, and he just doesn't... Um, he, he was unhappy with the the decision to split them up as well. As and he should be. I yeah. mean, Enzo, you know, he's great on the mic. He's one of the best talkers on the mic. He's all right in the ring. But without that muscle, he is, like we said, I think he best served in 205. Because I look at him compared to other guys on the roster, I'm like, okay, who can I actually, you know, see him Fighting one on one and beating. I wonder. I mean, he hasn't beaten anybody. Yeah, he, he's he's basically he's a short fry compared to everybody else. Yeah, he's like I'm sure that he would see this as demotion from being on Raw, but that would be the best thing for his career. You can only go so far being the guy who talks shit and can't back it up. Mm-hmm. And you can go to two five and be a champion. Mm-hmm. Which well, I was going to say earlier about the cruiserweight match. The thing about two hundred five is that 
like I said, it's just one title. So if you're not doing it, if you're not fighting for the title, what's the point of fighting? So my response to that is there's not enough interest in 205 to have a demand for a second title. Or put tag titles. Put two guys to put you know some guys together. Have them work together to get them, you know, airtime to make their matches meaning meaningful. Then you've got four tag team uh, titles in the company between Raw, SmackDown, NXT, and the Cruiserweight. That's true too. But you can defend all the ti- you can defend all the titles on the big shows as well, and make it and again get more guys, you know, on these shows and make it meaningful. The only show that would happen were all. Where it's, excuse me, where they had any reason to do all four of was re- would be WrestleMania, mm-hmm. and WrestleMania was already eight hours. Yeah, we're um, getting to the point where the big pay per views, uh, WrestleMania, SummerSlam, um, Royal Rumble, well not Royal Rumble, maybe just uh, WrestleMania and SummerSlam, those two right there. It's getting to the point where we really the WWE really needs to consider splitting it up into two days. Mm, okay, like uh, really. Yeah, you could do, uh, let's say that Saturday, you could do NXT and half of your WrestleMania, and then Sunday you could do 205 and then the other half of your WrestleMania. Well, then they should just put 205 on NXT, because NXT already has its own show, a two-hour show on the night before. So, like, this, this Saturday night is NXT TakeOver Brooklyn. Just you know the night before, and they do that before WrestleMania as well. Mm-hmm. The the Friday night before WrestleMania, so put two five on that show. It's a two hour show anyways. It can go two and a half. Yes, the two and a half is f- fine on Saturday. I'm talking about you need to do something with your six, seven, eight hour shows that are going on on Wrestle on you know WrestleMania or Sun SummerSlam on that Sunday. That's too much time for people to be in. Um, just sitting around watching TV, and it's way too much time for people in the arena. You you saw WrestleMania. Yeah. You saw how dead that crowd was at the end for the Roman Reigns Undertaker match. The only part, the only time they gave a damn during that match is at the end when Undertaker, you know, disrobed and left his uh, hat and his coat in the ring. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's you know, it's hard to get people to pay attention to a sport for. Three hours, as we've seen with see with baseball sure. and football, it's hard to get people to pay attention that long. Now you want them to do two and a half times as long? It's ridiculous. Yeah, they need to figure out a way. It's not the like, it's not the two. It's not two and an eight. They need to make it where both days are five hours. Whew, that's still that's still still a lot of time. But it's less than eight. <laughs> that's true. I mean, if you have five hours, you know you're gonna have you know you're gonna have your your restroom match somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. At least you get five hours. You can plan out your day. I mean, basically, if you went to WrestleMania for the last two years, you were in that stadium all day. <laughs> yeah. Some people need showers. Some of them stank. I imagine a lot of them do. But that's just me. I don't. I really don't expect them to. Um, I personally would look into that doing it over two days because you probably you would make more money selling tickets over those two days. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised because WWE lives with tradition. If sure. It's just the same thing, you know. Just next WrestleMania being between the pre-show and the entire event being almost ten hours. 
And then people will complain, well, how come the crowd wasn't paying attention? I've been sitting here for 10 hours. Everything below my waist is numb. That's why. It's hot. I'm Professor Exit over here. I need a wheelchair. All right, uh, back to the match, which you can tell we don't care about because we went off on a tangent. Yeah. Um, you got big cast, that's what I'm picking. Yeah, All right. might as well. I don't see any reason for And there was talk of over. them putting them back together and Enzo turning on. But then you got another heel tag team if you do that again. And then you've already invested all this, you know, the new music for cast. And more importantly, in kayfabe, kayfabe reasons, if someone's been, if your friend's been whooping your ass, yeah, why you would know, you laying you out in the back for two, three weeks in a row and been lying to you, why the hell would you ever forgive him? I'm not forgetting, like, if we were a tag team and you came up and knocked me out week after week and I found out, I'm not going to forgive you a month, two <laughs> months after that. I'm going to take that to my grave. Be on my deathbed, cursing your name. Oh, Got to bring the piece together, man. Now you jump me from behind. <laughs> uh, moving on to the next match, we got uh, Finn Balor versus Bray Wyatt. How did this begin? I don't even remember. I don't even remember. Just Bray picking him as a target. Bray is just so mismanaged. He case so question. Good. How does Bray pick his targets? Is it is it? It's like pin a tail on the donkey, donkey where you just get a blindfold and he pins a, a, a nail to the wall and he takes it off with just a picture of a superstar. I think he just sees someone gaining popularity and wants to bring them down before they get too ahead of themselves, get too ego-driven. I don't know, maybe. That would be the best kayfabe you know, explanation, that he wants to make sure that they know their place, that he's always above them because he's... He can't be above anybody! I know. He hasn't. Okay, he won the championship at, earlier this year, lost it at WrestleMania, and hasn't come anywhere close to being that guy yet. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where you go with this guy. I mean, he's good on the mic. He's mm -hmm. he's a great performer for a big man. Yes, that's he true. performs like a guy that's 70 pounds lighter than, than him. He moves in the ring with ease and intensity. You know what that way kind of reminds me of? Dolph Ziggler. Just mm -hmm. a guy who... Man, that's tough. He, no, no, this is under this reason. He's a guy who you know can give you a great show mm -hmm. so you can put him anywhere. Yeah. The problem so. is if you can be put anywhere... That doesn't necessarily mean you'll be put at the top all the time that you deserve. And that's that's what Dolph Ziggler, um, who is off in God knows where. Um, Just hanging out, doing stand-up comedy. Yeah, that's what that's what Dolph Ziggler has. It's like, you're so talented, we can put you anywhere. And any feud, and you're great, you're great on the mic, and you're great in the ring. Mm -hmm. But you're just, you're just kind of just floating. Mm -hmm. And... So I bet no one's going to compare Bray Wyatt to, well, to the, the heel Ziegler. But, but the same with Balor is that he's just kind of floating as well. They have nothing for that guy either. And this is, guy, this is a guy who won the first ever Universal title a year ago. But he got hurt, you know, obviously. We all know the story. You know, everything got, you know, shelved because he 
busted his shoulder. That's I agree with that. But if you were asking me um, by the end of the year which guy is the universal champion, sorry, universal champion, it's Finn Balor a hundred times out of a hundred. Sure. Yeah. No, I, I agree. But it's still it's still a long wait. It's mm-hmm. been a long time. Well, he's been hurt a long yeah, time. Yeah, that's true too. He just came back. How long has, it, has he been back? Three months, maybe. Uh, the night after WrestleMania. Yeah. Four, four or five months. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you feel about his demon entrance? I like it. You know, it's it's different. He's um, it's gotta be man. I don't know how he does it with all that paint all over his body for a 10, 15 minute match, but it's a, it's a cool entrance, I like it, you know. He's, I have one complaint. And it's not It's not his Rastafarian wig he wears. <laughs> it's the, it takes uh, too long it, to get to the uh, ring? No, that's fine, I enjoy the music, I like it. Yeah, my complaint is that damn chainsaw he would come out with. It's well, like, that was one time. Was it just one time? Yeah, I swear it, it was multiple times. I think it was okay, just one time. Okay, if it's just yeah. one time, then never mind. I think I, they... I won't, I won't say anything. They learned, they, they learned from that. Because <laughs> like he's swinging around. It's like, I know the chain isn't on there, you idiot. Right. <laughs> that was, yeah. I think it was a one-time deal. Oh, who has the better interest, you think? Balor or Wyatt? Balor. Um, I agree. Wyatt's interest is, a lot, is, is, is very much helped by the crowd. Yes. And well, so is Finn's. Because that is... Hey, if, 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 you ever notice, if you ever notice something... Mm-hmm. If you really look at a lot of the great wrestlers of the past 25, 30 years, a lot of them get over with their entrance, which in part is helped out by their hands. Hulk Hogan does flexing his muscles, Sorry. and everybody mimics him flexing his muscles. You're talking about jazz hands? Is that what we're talking about? No, no, hands? no. I'm saying Look at it's all hands. about your arms and, and how you get the crowd to go along with you. Again, Hogan flexing. Everybody flexes, you know, while he's flexing. Uh, Stone Cold. He used to get on the he used to get on the turnbuckle, throw his arms up, shoot the middle finger until USA told them stop shooting the middle mm-hmm. finger. But he would still throw his arms up. Nation of Domination. Nation of Domination. That got over huge because of the power fist. Mm-hmm. The Rock, same thing. The fist above. Orton getting on the ropes, throwing his shoulders back and out. So what you're saying is, to be and a good Finn wrestler, Baller, to be a good wrestler, you need to do something. Get, no, get, not not to be a good wrestler. A good entrance. I'm sorry. Have a good entrance. No, not even that. To be someone that people pay attention to. Finn Balor does the same thing. He turns, faces the stage, throws his arms up, and everybody does it. Everybody does it. There's not one person in the building that doesn't throw their arms up in the Y, like the YMCA. I have a question for you, and I need you to answer this honestly. Yeah? Do you throw your hands up during this entrance at home? Not every time. (laughs) (laughs) Not every time. Sometimes. Not every time, though. I'll be, I'll, you know. Thank you for your honesty. That's yeah. We look forward to. Um, so, in that regard, I think that's why he's got the better, because, you know, everybody just turns on their flashlights and their phones, which is it's a cool look mm-hmm. as well. But um, 
But it, uh, he, Finn Balor is still more energetic because the fans are waiting to do it. They're waiting to do it with him. Where Bray, everybody just starts, you know, someone has to turn the, there's got to be the first guy to do it. And then everybody else catches on and does it. But everybody waits for Finn to throw his arms up, and that's when they throw their arms their arms up. I think that's why his entrance is better. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. Who you got winning? Uh, Finn. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, Bray already beat him on Monday. Oh, yeah. That's when he poured his little... <laughs> yeah. Poured a I don't even know paint. what they, they called it. It's, it's fake blood, but they called it like some kind of liquid or something like that. Uh, it's paint. It's red paint, essentially. Yeah. Watered down red paint. Um, next match. Oh, John Cena, one on one versus Baron Corbin. How did we get here? Uh, I don't remember. I think it was just Corbin was looking for a fight, and Cena was looking for a fight, and he said, "Let's fight." I think that's what happened. I don't. I don't even remember. Remember. But really, the main, the, the big feud isn't even between Cena and or uh, and uh, Corbin anymore. It's between Corbin and. Nikki Bella, they're going on a Twitter feud. They they started a Twitter feud because of this. She's gonna sit ringside. He's gonna beat her, beat up her man in front of her, and he's gonna enjoy it. It tur- like it's turned into this big thing. Like nobody really even cares about this match, and the fact that for some reason they chose for Corbin to lose the. Cashing in the money. Oh in the yes, bank. we're getting to this. I've been waiting for waiting to talk about this all night. So if Cena wins, Corbin is done. I mean, it's it, it it's not. I, even, want, I don't want to talk about that. Let's it's talk, not even. It's let's not even talk a, about the money in the bank. It's not even a quote unquote Cena a classic Cena burial. The, the groundwork. Let's just talk about in. money in the bank. Let's talk about this. You win the money in the bank. You have the opportunity to win and to cash in against the champion at the time of your choosing. Anytime within the year of you winning the, the money in the bank. Why the hell would you just pick a, a, a random SmackDown? Why? Corbin is a fucking idiot. You have, if you're going to cash in, you have one option and one option only. That's on a pay-per-view after a hellacious match. Elimination Chamber, Hell in a Cell, TLC, Ladders, Table, whatever. That's when you cash in when a champion just got their asses whipped. You don't cash in in the middle of a match. Why? Seth Rollins did, though. That was WrestleMania, though. And it was a brutal match, too, between Brock and... WrestleMania is different. Sure. Not some random ass SmackDown <laughs> before the, the, the biggest show of the summer. Right. Baron Corbin is an idiot of the highest degree, and it made no sense to do it the night the the go home at the go home show. Mm-hmm. You already have the the matches set. You already had Jinder set to face Nakamura. It would completely shuffle everything. That they're you know they're not gonna. They've already advertised all these matches. You're not just gonna jumble it all up because of some SmackDown. Cash in. If I had the money in the bank, there's only two. One of I would cash in one of these two ways. Like I said, the first way is like I said before, after a pay per view match is mm-hmm. a hellacious match. The second thing I would do, 
I would hold on to that briefcase, maybe make some fake cash-ins where I run in, I beat the guy up, and I just leave, and everybody's wondering what he's doing. So I would enter the World Rumble, mm-hmm. lose the World Rumble, the next night, where I'm on Raw SmackDown, I'd come out and say, it doesn't matter if I, that I lost the World Rumble, this right here guarantees that I will be in the main event of WrestleMania. That's when I'm cashing it in. So you do a Cena. Yeah. And you call out your... But Cena didn't... See, that's the thing. Cena didn't win that one. That's true. But I would still be in the main event of WrestleMania. Interesting. They need. They should do that. They need to do that. That's, I'd be like, I don't care. Like, even if the guy who won the, the Royal Rumble mm-hmm. is on my brand... Yeah. It's gonna be a triple threat match. I already, I already said I'm gonna be there. I'm in the main event of WrestleMania. If I can't, you know, if I can't just cash in and win on a random, on a pay per view, I'm gonna be there at the granddaddy of them all, WrestleMania. WrestleMania. Yeah. Uh, interesting. Yeah, I'd like that. Very, very cool. Why not? It'd be different. Now that I said it, it's never gonna happen. Yeah. <laughs> um. If you got win, I'll go first. I'm thinking Corbin because um, Cena doesn't need the win. Mm-hmm. Cena's at the stage of his career where it's more important for him to put guys over mm-hmm. like he did uh, Nakamura than it is for him to win. And he's going to Raw. Right. So he doesn't really he doesn't need to beat Corbin at all. Corbin's got to win because otherwise Cena goes to Raw and you've got a significantly weakened mm-hmm. heel. Who was doing great things? I mean, he was putting on, you know, he was putting on, you know, decent matches with like Nakamura and, and hard hitting matches and, and hard hitting, you know, backstage segments with with Nakamura. And you know, he's a guy that apparently they were looking at being a top heel, but I don't know, something something happened along the way. So it's got to be Corbin. Mm-hmm. It. it- it would be a whole lot better for Corbin if he goes into SmackDown as the guy who beats John Cena compared to Cena going to Raw as the guy who beat Baron Corbin. Right. Uh, okay, moving on to the next match. We are getting into our title matches. First one up will be Cesaro and Sheamus defending their Raw Tag Team Championships against Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins. How do we get here? Uh... Sheamus and Cesaro just needed somebody to fight, and they picked on Rollins, and Ambrose kind of got in the, in the mix, and they're trying to push a uh, two-thirds of a S.H.I.E.L.D. reunion, and there's nobody else for uh, the champs to face, so they put these two guys together. Can I just say how weird it is that they got Ambrose and Rollins doing this whole tag team that doesn't trust each other thing? against the guys who just did the whole tag team that doesn't trust each other thing and uh, Sheamus and Cesaro? Well, because they were they kept making it they they kept teasing that it was just never going to happen that Cesaro and Sheamus were the only ones who were going to, you know successfully make that work mm-hmm. you know, oh we, we couldn't stand each other at first and now look at us. We're besties mm-hmm. And it, you, they try to make you think, oh, it is never going to happen, and then, boom, it, it is happening. It's so weird. There's no one else 
that's contending for the mm-hmm. Raw Championship. Yeah, and you know how how it's probably it was time for the Hardys to move on. Right. The revival got hurt. Uh, for some reason, um, uh, Gallows and Anderson. Gallows, and, that's what I'm talking about. I was thinking of Gallows and Anderson are stuck in that um, that vortex that um, what's his name, Daryl Strawberry got caught in on The Simpsons. Yeah. Uh, and they broke up Cass and and the Enzo. So it's like, what are they doing? They're tag team divisions. Well, they're putting putting together these two guys who are fan favorites who are gonna have to carry the division for a while. Until he figures something else out. And I think Seamus is going to film a movie soon. Is he? Yeah. So I've got new champs. New champs. Yeah. New champs. New champs. Um, anything else that we can say about this match? It'd be a good match. Hard hitting. Um, fun. I don't know if I asked you this before, but how do you feel about Am- uh, Rollins' uh, new finisher? The, what is it again? I don't know what it's called. Um, talk and give me a minute and I'll look it up. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, the, the knee. The, he pulls in and he throws the knee, I think. Mm-hmm. Well, it is the, the knee that broke John Cena's nose on live television. So, eh, why not? I think it, you know, it'll, um, it will... Keeps ripcord people, knee is that what they're calling it yeah keeps people remembering that you know he, he that move is effective enough to break someone's nose cause I believe there's um, who is it is it Kenny Omega in New Japan has a V trigger which is basically the same thing uh, I think so well I mean Rollins and Balor both do Sling Blade. That's true. <laughs> on the same show. Uh, Balor and AJ Styles both do the the Pele kick. Well, Styles calls it the Pele kick. Balor calls it the um, back kick, I believe. So, you know. There's, there's too many wrestlers right now to not have the same. For some of them not to have the same move. Can I say I like his other finishers better? Curb Stomp? I curb, love the Curb, curb Stomp. If whatever I play uh, WWE 2K whatever number they have now, that's mm-hmm. always my creative guy's finisher <laughs> move. It's just satisfied just stomping the fool. Drilling some guy's head in the mat. Yeah, of course. And then he um, he had one move on the Indies, God's Last Gift, where it's mm-hmm. the, um, what's it called, the small package driver. Basically, he picks him up like doing a suplex and then falls back. He mm-hmm. did to um, Finn Balor at their match at SummerSlam. It's um, like a brain buster? Type. Basically, yeah. yeah. That's a lot more impressive than what he's got currently. Yeah. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, new champs. New champs. Okay. I agree with you. Man, we do have a lot of agreeing right now. This is not looking good. Uh, moving on to the next match put down. Naomi versus Natalia for the SmackDown Women's Championship. So, man, I've really liked Natalia as, I mean, uh, Naomi as champ. Mm-hmm. I think she brings a, a very unique um, presentation to being the champion with 
And she's got, I mean, I think the best entrance in wrestling with all the neon. And then the belt now has the neon mm-hmm. on it. The glowing lights. I, man, I, it's it's new. It's, it's unique. It's it, fresh. It definitely has the kid vote in my house. Yeah. So, I hate to see her lose the title, but <laughs> she's held it for a good while. So, you know. She's had it since WrestleMania. She has, which, you know, is, is, that's a good long time. Um, but... Obviously, it seems like Natalia is only fighting for this title so that way Carmella can cash in. <laughs> because who who else is Carmella going to beat? And they're going to do it after a grueling match on a big show, like you said. So, yeah, that's... I see a and new, but it's not the two participants in that, in that match. I see it, Carmella cashing in. I'm still surprised that uh, Natalia won this match in the first place. I mean, won the uh, Fatal Five Way match mm-hmm. to become number one contender because I would have bet house money on um, Charlotte or even Becky Lynch winning. But now I can see a scenario where uh, Natalia is basically a one, no, no, like a five minute transition champ. Yeah. Where because you can't have Carmella pin Becky Lynch or Charlotte for the title. You just can't. They're too good for that. Natalia's been around long enough, a long time, that, you know, they, um, she can afford, you know, that kind of uh, outcome. She can afford that outcome. Okay. So, who you got winning? I think we got the same results, just different ways it gets there. Carmella. (laughs) <laughs> Who wins the match in order for Carmella? Oh, Natalia. Uh, you got Natalia? Yeah. I have Naomi winning, uh-huh. Natalia attacking her after the match, mm-hmm. and then Carmella coming down and cashing Being in. Being the champ. Yeah. Okay. You, what, what you're describing is what happened at, uh, I mean, what you're predicting is basically what happened last year at Money in the Bank, where Roman defended his title against Seth Rollins. Rollins won, and then Ambrose cashed in on him. Right. But like I said earlier, that's the most Carmella cashing in is the most predictable. Yeah. I think every wrestling smart fan is predicting it. Mm-hmm. But like I said, just because it's predictable doesn't mean it can't be good. True. Uh, moving on to the other side, we got Alexa Bliss uh, defending her World Women's Championship against Sasha Banks. How did we get here? They. Don't like each other in real life, apparently. Yeah, I don't... Maybe it's just... Um, maybe they're just super competitive. Yeah, I was going to say, they just have those egos where, egos where only one can be the top the mm-hmm. top dog, um, trademark Roman Reigns. Yeah. One can only be the top woman, and they they're not willing to share the spotlight. Yeah. But, at the expense of Bailey being pulled from the match... Let's talk about Bailey for a second. It's, just, it's, it's kayfabe. She injured her shoulder to get her out of the match, to put Sasha, Sasha in the match, to have the big the big feud everybody wants to see at some You think the, the injury was kayfabe was fake? Yeah, she was she wrestled on a house show last week. The did you see the video of uh of Nia Jax carrying Alexa Bliss? Uh no I did not. So after the match and N- Bailey was in the ring. So I assume she she wrestled. But uh, Nia Jax was carrying Alexa Bliss over her shoulder. 
and like a uh, as she was coming around the corner from by the stairs by the uh, the steel steps, a little boy maybe about ten or eleven saw took his shot with Alexa flung over, <laughs> tapped it, smacked that ass. Children are scandalous. Man, it's you know mixed reviews. People are offended and people are. Cheering the, you know, hey, take a shot, but um, shoot or shoot, shoot or shoot. Yeah, you know, a lot of folks were not happy, and the rest of the guys were like, you know, hey, there's no way I can do it. I hadn't heard such a thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Bailey and Bailey was in the ring, so I don't think she's hurt. They just need to get her out of the match um, to get the real feud going for SummerSlam, which is. Bailey, so you think Sasha. that the WWE listened to its fans and moved Bailey out of the, of the title match? I think so. When the WWE hasn't listened to their fans about ch- turning either Roman Reigns or John Cena heel <laughs> all these years? You gotta give them something. Uh, I think she's seriously hurt. Oh, okay. It may not be as, like it's a. I believe it's like a it's a separated shoulder, and they have different degrees, so it might be something where it's. Not bad enough for her to have it in a sling, but it's something that they want to keep from, you know, one wrong bump, and it's gone mm-hmm. from a first-degree separation to a third-degree, and instead of being out a couple of weeks, then she's out. She had that major surgery, and she's out for six to nine months. Gotcha. Okay. Well, either way, they, you know, they got the match that everybody does want to see. Mm-hmm. Um, Do they? I think because more, and like I said, uh, Brooklyn is, a, there's going to be a lot of smarks, so a lot of people are, are familiar with the real rivalry, like the, you know, the real life rivalry between these two women. You're right. I, now that you say that, I feel like I'm in a minority because I would feel just fine with uh, Nia Jax uh, going up against, <coughs> sorry, going to get uh, Bliss. I admit I I might be in the minority. Nothing new for me. Been there my entire life. But um, psh. <laughs> um, anything else you want to say about this match? I feel like we're not paying the women too much respect for just running through the matches real quick. Well, the the SmackDown Women's Title, you know, it's just it was put together, and there's just really no feud built for it. I am actually looking forward to the Sasha Alexa Bliss match. The only thing is, I think. They're going to put the title on Sasha for the big moment, the big pop. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I like, and I like them both, but I still want to see Alexa Bliss as the champion. Still want to see her reign over the Raw Women's Division. And then maybe let Nia take the title off her. So, I'm looking at a uh, uh, rewind. Both Banks and Nia Jax, before they um, took on one another to determine the number one contender, they both had triple threat matches. Mm-hmm. And Bank, uh, Sasha Banks' triple, triple threat match was her, Alicia Fox, and Emma. Mm-hmm. And then Nia Jax had Jax, Dana Brooks, and Mickey James. Yeah. This is like, you look at the people in this, um, in this division, the Raw Women's Division, and it's like, unless they feel like elevating someone like they did Jinder Mahal or Naomi, it's basically just going to be... Three people chasing this title between Banks, Jax, and uh, Bliss. 
Well, and Bailey when she's back. Okay. But I feel like Bailey needs to be like a Daniel Bryan was, where he sh- mm-hmm. where she she needs to be chasing the title, right, and be the underdog, get beat, rise up like they had in NXT. I don't understand why they brought her in to the WWE and just like basically rocket her up to the main event against Charlotte. If anything, they should have learned from the Roman Reigns days. The fans don't like it when you just put a rocket on someone's back who hasn't been there long enough to deserve it and shoot them up to boot. Let them find their way first. Well, they, she was popular enough in NXT to do it. She's one of the few that. that yeah, can but do her it. popularity came from her being the underdog. Yeah. Why do you change what's made her popular, what's made her story so good in the minors? You change it, and then that surprise when people reject it. This isn't the Bailey we knew. This isn't the Bailey we love. Boo, boo, Vince McMahon. Boo that man. Boo. I, don't, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, so who you got winning, man? I'm gonna go with the Alexa Bliss. I want to see her retain. This is one of those where I was going to go against you, whatever you said, because I love both women in the match. So you pick Blitz, I'm going to take Max. Fair enough. Let's see. All right, we're an hour and a half. We're an hour, hour in. I'm an hour and a half. All right, moving on. Next match, AJ Styles versus Kevin Owens for the United States Championship. With special guest referee Shane McMahon. So this is the best feud on, on SmackDown. Um, they've gone back and forth over the title. Uh, Shane has found his way into the match. And it's going to be a great match. They These guys, I mean, they're two of the best wrestlers out there right now. Mm-hmm. And when you have two of the best in a match. Well, I say they are two of the top five wrestlers in the entire WWE. Mm-hmm. I'll pick AJ number one. Sure. It just has the makings for another great match, and they're going to get plenty of time. These guys are going to go back and forth, and I'm looking forward to it. Because they haven't disappointed at all in their matches. So why start now? (laughs) I I would say that I would say the ending of their match at Battleground was a little disappointing because it seemed like. like whatever they planned, like how the the finish wasn't how they planned it. Okay. The referee gets knocked down and there's no shenanigans or anything. When have you ever seen that? Uh, but as far as technical ability inside the ring, these two together, second to none. Um, what do you think Shame and Man's gonna do? Like, I know the dirt sheets have have rumors that this is building up to a Shame and Man versus KO. Feud. Yeah, but where would they where would they fight eventually? Where where does this lead to? Because it's way too early for WrestleMania. Yep. Um and I don't see them I think it's too early for even um Survivor Series. I like to say Virus is Royal Rumble. Um maybe Hell in a Cell? If it's a if it's a raw if it's a SmackDown pay per view. But because everybody thought they were gonna they were going to build to a fight at SummerSlam. But they they changed course. 
So I don't see how where they're gonna put you know these two in the ring you know in the near future. I don't even know what the next uh, what's the next pay per view. Do you have any idea? I don't. It's like God, the find is up. Oh, this is too much work. Forget that. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. What was the last thing you said? I just don't see how they're gonna put these guys together anytime soon. I mean, that's the for as much as we do complain about Shane McMahon getting a a match against the Undertaker and AJ Styles and stuff, they wind up being good matches. Mm -hmm. So you're not just gonna put that on uh, a battleground type pay per view. I don't know. Like I said, I don't know what the next show is, but you know that that does garner a, a big match on a big show and it's too early to, to I mean you're not gonna you're not gonna spend three months with, with, with those two guys feuding to lead to a Survivor Series match KO needs to do more in that time with other people with bigger stakes so alright there we go fine Thank you, Wikipedia. So helpful. So the next event is a Raw pay-per-view, No Mercy. Then goes back to SmackDown for Hell in a Cell. And then TLC is a Raw pay-per-view. Uh, you think they could do a match at Hell in a Cell? Maybe. Inside that might be it. That could be the only only show. Because then it's Survivor Series, they're going to do the whole team thing. And then Clash of Champions. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know who would be champion there. So yeah, I think they're they're leading up. It's going to be Kevin Owens versus Shaman Man at Hell in a Cell. It's a perfect venue for Shane to have something really high right. to jump off through. Yep. As is his as is his way. Um, dang. Anything else? We didn't really talk about AJ Styles. I mean, what, what's what more is there to say? I mean, he's great. <laughs> You really can't expound upon how great this guy is in the ring. Yeah, true, very much true. Uh, who you got winning this match? Uh, I got AJ retaining. Styles. Uh, I can't go against you with this one. I'm picking AJ as well. All right, moving on to the next match, uh, the modern day Maharaja. Woo! Jinder Mahal defends his WWE Championship against the artist known as Shinsuke. Nakamura. What? What? A, what a way! What a match for Shinsuke to fight for the his first title, his first oh, WWE title. How did we get here? Uh, Shinsuke beat John Cena. <laughs> Almost killed John Cena. Almost killed John Cena. Uh, for the for the title shot. Did you think uh, going into that match, Shinsuke had a a legit chance to win. Yes, because he's popular enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's gonna be on SmackDown for the, for an extended, you know, for an extended period of time, longer than Cena is. Um. So yeah, yeah, I definitely thought he had a legit, legitimate chance to win. Cause me, I thought Cena was gonna win. He's gonna go to SummerSlam and beat Mahal. For his 17th reign as champion. See, I don't think they do that with gender. I don't think they make him the guy that Cena wins. I think 
Because there's only two shows that you can do that at, and it's going to be either WrestleMania or SummerSlam, your two biggest shows of the year. And really, there's only two guys that you can, that should be in that spot for Cena to do that. That's Brock or Roman. One of those two guys has to be the guy that drops the title to Cena. Just that way, the, the record, the broken record will mean something. Mm-hmm. Will mean something even more than just, you know, oh, he beat this guy or whatever. You know, gender hasn't been around long enough. He hasn't, you know, for whatever you want to say about his reign now or his ascent to the top of SmackDown, he still doesn't have the pedigree to be the guy that Cena beats for a record-breaking, you know, title. So I think it's either Roman or Brock that he has to beat. And it could you don't very think, well be Brock. You don't think they'll do Randy Orton for the 17th zillion time? Nah. Okay. Always kill me. How he can't even be gender, so how can he be Cena? You know, I Give saw, it away. I saw a video they were talking about Cena versus Randy Orton. Mm-hmm. They've only actually, they've actually met one-on-one on pay-per-views ten times. Only ten times. It feels like a hundred times. Well, that's a lot else. of Raws and SmackDowns. Hey, and do you know what the record is? What? Five and five. Jeez. Something's got to give. Hopefully not anytime soon because I enjoy... I'm, I'm, get, I'm at You're the enjoying point, the break. Yeah, I'm enjoying the break. But I'm at the point where I'm enjoying. It's like uh, for me, uh, John Cena was Kobe Bryant. Uh huh. He was a guy that I just got sick of it. Why does he do the same thing over and over again? He's always burying his teammates or or other wrestlers. It's just, uh, I'm just tired of watching this guy. And now he's he's. 40, he's reaching the twilight's career, and now to me, it's like, oh, it's like soft, cuddly John's like, oh, come here, John, you're doing great now, I love you. You make, I'm like, I completely, like I did with Kobe at the end of his career, I've done a complete 180 on John Cena. <laughs> I watched his matches, I'm like, you're doing great, John, let's go, let's go, see, I'm no longer on the Cena suck, I don't, I can't. I've never been on the Cena sucks. I'm not on the whole, the John Cena, you can't wrestle, because he's put in, he put in so barnstormers especially the matches he had with AJ Styles mm-hmm. last year and I'm I'm he's I'm, like I said he's reached that point in me where I'm just I'm happy now he's earned your respect he's always had my respect I always I just wish that because he's doing something I know I can never do be out there on the road 300 some days a year wrestling and you know going through these horrific Injuries were mm-hmm. especially. That, remember that one a couple years ago, we looked like he had a softball in his elbow or his bicep. Yeah, he's doing he's doing his amazing things. So he's always had my respect. I just find him a little. I just found him a little boring now sure. that he's reaching the end of his WWE career. And he's branching out and he's doing more things outside of the company. Getting to see a different side of yeah, it. Yeah, I'm seeing John Cena the person instead mm-hmm. of John Cena the wrestler, and I have a better appreciation for him. That's fair. That's fair. Still should turn him heel. But that's outside <laughs> his control. That is. From what I've heard, he wanted to turn heel in the, I think it was the late 2000s. But, you know, he sells so much merchandise, the company was afraid. Oh, yeah. So, good on you, John. <laughs> Making that money still. Yeah. Um, to buy all the ugly suits in the world. Yeah. And a lot of sports cars. He's got a lot of classic cars, apparently. Good on you, John. Well, you can't blame him. He's too big 
for the suits. I mean, he's just a big guy. Like, oh, just come gonna, on, have you seen Ballers? The Rock wears suits all during that show, and they look perfect to him. Come on, get a tailor, John. Little God, tailor yourself, Matt. You had the money. I thought he does get him tailored. Get him tailored bigger and stop wearing ugly colors. It's true, too. Plaid does not belong on a suit, John. It doesn't. <laughs> it really doesn't, man. He's he. That's his go-to thing. Look at plaid. Let me get hang that up a flagpole and be a flag of a foreign country. Enough, John. Play checkers on it. Black, blue, and if you can pull it off, the tan like Obama. But stay black and blue. Solid colors. <laughs> Gray. Yes, you can pull it off. Char- you can't ever go wrong with charcoal. Charcoal is. It, that's essential for all guys. Like a charcoal gray suit is because it goes with anything. You can wear it for anything. And he still hasn't done it. He hasn't <laughs> rocked. He hasn't rocked it yet. Speaking of suits, I need to buy it. <laughs> I need to buy it. I'm due for a new one as well. Uh, I got another place we can go. Indochino. Right on. I've heard they're good. Yeah, yeah Indochino. If you want an ad, <laughs> I am here to shield for you guys. Um, I don't even remember where we were anymore in this. Nakamura and gender. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, Nakamura had the momentum to beat Cena. Mm-hmm. The popularity to beat Cena. Mm-hmm. Um, but it still just feels weird that this is his first title match. And that he's probably going to win, be the new champ to get it off gender. And then... We'll probably see Jinder get suspended in you know, the next few days. How few dare weeks. you, sir? I, 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 wait, uh, wait, did I say that out loud? I'm How sorry. dare you? He is taking the test. <laughs> he is passing his test. It's not his fault that the damn threshold for testosterone is so high <laughs> that he can pass it. I think it's like you have to be above 8 to 1, <laughs> the testosterone to estrogen in your body. He's passing the test, damn it. You leave that man alone. Fair enough. I'll back off until, until further notice. He has the same thing going on like uh, Brock Lesnar, where his upper body looks great, but his he got them chicken legs. Well, that's all wrestlers. That's that's always been the knock on professional wrestlers is that they focus on the upper body and nobody does legs. It's like you're Cena does. These guys get a base. Cena does. Cesaro does. Mm-hmm. Rollins does. But uh, Hulk Hogan was lucky just to be a big man with big, leg, but. If you've ever seen pictures of the Macho Man, there's a picture of him where he's on the beach and he's got a shirt. He doesn't have a shirt and he's mm-hmm. flexing. Mm-hmm. And he's wearing blue jeans. And oh my God, his his legs look so, so skinny. It's weird to look at. Even back then, skinny jeans. I don't get them. <laughs> uh, man, what else is there about Mahal and Nakamura? Hey, kudos, you know, kudos to the company for giving this guy as long of a title run as they have. Mm-hmm. Whether it was for, you know, for their own gain overseas. for their own gain. Yeah. Um, it's, it's finally something different, you know, mm-hmm. different guy holding the title. Um, and, you know, I've liked it. I've liked him as the champ, but Nakamura's just got too much going for him for him to lose to Jinder Mahal. And one thing about Mahal, I've seen people complain about is like, oh, Mahal can't win 
one on one. He always has to rely on the same brothers, and now he's got the great Cully. He is a chicken shit heel. That's his job. His job is to make you hate him mm-hmm. by cheating to win. If he went out there and beat Nakamura fair cleanly one on one, he would lose all his heat. Yeah, pe- people would probably cheer for that. Mm-hmm. So he needs to be the guy out there mm-hmm. cheating to win any way you can. Yeah. And you know, even this feud, it just they put it together two weeks ago, mm-hmm. and there it is. Mm-hmm. Which also, I think, hinders Nakamura. Again, this is his first title shot. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. I just thought about this. Do feuds really matter when it comes to championship opportunities? Because your job in the WWE, and actually your job in life, no matter where you go, mm-hmm. should be you want to be the best. Right. So do you really need a, a, a feud? Just come out and say, hey, I'm, I'm taking on this guy at the next pay-per-view. I, we don't have a storyline. That's fine. I want Your storyline should be, I want to be the best. I want to be the champ. I want to be the guy, you know, when the Titantron pops on, you see my picture first. When I'm in the airport, I'm holding the title. You and your kids come up and ask me for autographs. I'm the guy on the cups. I'm the guy on the little... Uh, the brochures and the pamphlets, everything. I'm the guy getting invited to Good Morning America. Mm-hmm. That's my motivation. We don't really need a story. I just want to be the best and prove to every one of you. Yeah, I mean, it, it works. I mean, it still does work, but... I'm just saying, as far as, like, you don't... Um, to me, you don't need a storyline for that, for the WWE Championship or the Universe so Championship as much as you would need for, like... A, a regular one-on-one match. Yeah, I guess you're right. I'm trying to think of matches where the title was at stake and it meant there was more than just the title on the line. But I'm, I'm drawing a blank at this, at this hour. I'm just saying, the story can get it up to, you know, a scale of 1 to 10. The story can get up to a 10 mm-hmm. if it's told right. But I feel like the championship itself should get it to like an 8. I just want to come in here, prove... I bust my ass day in, day out. I'm on the road. I want to come in there, take that damn title, and prove to you in the ring, the boys in the back, and this whole uni- uh, WWE universe that I am the best in the business. Yeah, I guess. I guess so. It still feels rushed, though. Yeah, I'm. I'm, just, I'm no, but you make I, sense. I, but in this particular instance, I just feel like. It should mean a little more for Nakamura, mm-hmm. just because of the fanfare he has. Um, it just it just seems like oh we're gonna put it on him right away, mm-hmm. you know, not not too much build. Well, you, you know, some, though. you know, I've had this idea that as far as the writing crews go on each show, they need to have like a uh, every. I don't know how many writers are on SmackDown Raw, but basically they need to break up and these got and take the wrestlers they need for their individual um, belts. Be like, okay, you two are working on the uh, on a WWE championship mm-hmm. for the next three months. Write a storyline. Pick the wrestlers that you want. Mm-hmm. Write a storyline the last three months. And you guys over here are on the IC title. You guys are the tag team title. You guys are going to be the women. 
and you guys over here, you guys are going to handle the mid card, and everybody's right out of story for three months. After three months, we're going to shuffle it up, move wrestlers around, and do it again. It's just it should be like from WrestleMania to uh, what's the? They should have a pay per view right there. Let's just say WrestleMania to um, what's it called? Um, money in the Bank. From WrestleMania to Money in the Bank. Mm -hmm. From Money in the Bank to SummerSlam. SummerSlam to Survivor Series. Survivor Series to Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble to uh, WrestleMania. And we're just going to, that's how it's going to be. I know that's like every two months or so, two and a half months. That's how we're going to do it. Mm -hmm. Well, you've seen feuds that have built up over, over a whole year. I mean, Sean and Brett. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm just saying, if you did it like that and everybody was like, okay, I got these guys right here for two months, mm -hmm. it's just going to be you and me, buddy, writing them for these four wrestlers for two months. I think the stories would be more co coherent. They'd be easier on the writing staff. Everybody just had to strip their roles. Maybe Vince wouldn't have to change stuff up so much because everything would make sense. Like, yeah, I guess so. I can see that. Just to uh, just because the way they have now, it feels like there's so many guys just fall to the wayside because there's nobody writing for them. At least right. this way, they have they someone have, focusing exactly. It'd be like, okay, you're not in the WWE Championship and you're not in the Intercontinental Championship. You're gonna be over here with these six other guys, and we're gonna make a storyline for you guys that's gonna last something that's gonna last two and a half months. And if you do excellent, we're gonna we're gonna move you up to the Intercontinental title. And if you're an intercontinental title and you do crappy, you're not doing well, you're not holding your weight, we're going to take you down to the mid-card. Hmm. Competition builds excellence. I like it. Let's do it. Do it. That's my idea. <laughs> Again, I have no, I have less than no power. So <laughs> Alright, who you got? I'll go first this time. I am picking the modern day Maharaja. Sticking with man, this has been your guy since since the day he won, the night he won the title. You actually spoiled it for me. I did. You did. I you text me and I didn't watch. I think it was. I might have been at a concert that night or something, but I got the text and it was just like, uh, I think you said the modern day Maharaja or don't never hinder the gender and I yes. I said oh he won the title okay. I might have been out of town. I, yeah, it was something and I was like oh that's cool. Wish I could have watched it live, but or you know, <laughs> caught the replay. But I want to take this time to formally apologize. Oh, it's I, I thought you were watching it live. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it happens. <laughs> Who you got, my man? But I'm glad. I mean, man, that's cool. He's been your guy since since day one. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm gonna go with Nakamura. Yeah, I mean, it's. I just don't see gender beating him, but who knows? Maybe I'm just getting older. And appreciate more appreciative, but there are a lot of matches where like no matter and on this car it's like no matter who wins I'm going to be happy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, look. Yeah, because we are older, we do know what, how kind of the business. I mean, we have an idea of how the business operates and what these people are like actually in real life. Mm -hmm. So you know, you kind of like everybody. Mm -hmm. You you know. As long as there's no stories coming out about someone being a dick, you're like, oh, yeah. you work 300 some days on the road, and you deserve yeah. some love and appreciate. Good work, man. It's like, when, I, when I'm when i supposed to boo for you, I'm going to boo for you. Boo you. Mm -hmm. When I'm supposed to cheer for you, I'll probably cheer, cheer for you. Yeah. 
Yeah, but if you're like, if I see you in the airport and you're a heel, I'm still gonna be like, hey, good work, man. Thanks. Nice. Just yeah. Really appreciate. Yeah, of course. You're out there eating those boots. Good, good work. <laughs> uh, okay, let's move on to what I. It's gonna be the main event. Yeah. Uh, got Brock Lesnar defending his WWE Universe Championship against Roman Reigns, Samoa Joe, and Braun Strowman. So. How did we get here? We got here because there has been a rumor mm-hmm. going around that Brock is looking to get back in the UFC, and then that was further fueled when new light heavyweight 205 pound champion John Jones called him out at when a press we, conference. When he says 205 champ, he means the UFC. 205 pound. The uh, UFC. UFC. Not 205 live. The light heavyweight champion of the UFC called out John uh, Brock Lesnar. Uh, he didn't so much call it, well he at a press conference a couple of days before the fight he said yes I'll fight him and then in the cage the night he won the title he left he said that's, that's not fair the night he rocked Daniel Cormier's world <laughs> that boy was crying at the exit interview yep. he felt so bad for him so like, he is concussed it's way too emotional for that yeah. Um, he called him out. He said, if you want to know what it's like to get beat up by a guy who weighs 40 pounds less than you, meet me in the cage. So it's got everybody talking. Brock still has to reinstate in the USADA drug testing program. So, and he has to do, he has to be clean for four months. He has to prove that he's clean for four, four or five months. He's still suspended for being popped Last year at UFC 200, after UFC 200. Now, all I got to say about that is, and people were talking about how come he didn't get uh, suspended for the WWE for failing. Part-time. He's, he's part-time, and they're not uh, they're not um, under the WWE's drug testing. Mm-hmm. And also, I believe the, uh, the U.S., what is it? The USADA. USADA, their drug testing is more difficult to pass. Oh, yeah. The yeah. WWE. I think WWE, like I said earlier, is eight to one. Mm-hmm. And your ratio to Tahoe ratio is higher than that. You get popped. I think for USADA, it's either two to one or three to one. Mm-hmm. It's close. Yeah, it's it's you know they're trying to keep it as natural as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, so he still has time. He, he got suspended by Nevada, so he still has time to serve essentially if he reinstates as an active fighter. Um. So that fight wouldn't happen until maybe next year. Anyway, earliest because if he has had to show that he's clean for five months, even if he started right now, mm-hmm. it's not, that wouldn't be until January. Right. So. So the more I think of, the more I, you just said that, it makes me think that that fight won't happen until after WrestleMania, because all rumors point to Brock leaving the company once again after WrestleMania. That's when his contract is up. Right. And there's probably talks of him getting out of it before uh, if he's serious if he wants to focus full time on fighting get out of it after this match um, so they put the three biggest threats to Brock Lesnar who haven't beat him one on one but collectively they can all somebody can beat him they can all beat him and somebody can take the title off so now this is a fatal four way of Brock this idea does not have to be involved. Yeah, it does in not the have to be pinned. Outcome. Mm-hmm. So, 
it's an interesting match because you just don't know what is going on with Brock. Going on with Brock, so you don't know if this is all true. If he's all, if he is ready to take off and you know get back to it with the UFC. Uh, it's also an interesting match because of this. Is something I heard on the Mass Man po- uh, podcast, listening to Dave Schumacher, where he made the point that you can make a case that all four guys in this match are heels. Sure. Now you would say the obvious face of Roman Reigns, mm-hmm. but the reaction from the crowd would make him a heel or at least heel adjacent. Of course. So, so I can't ima- I, I can't even think of the last pay review we had where all of the participants in the main event were heels. Yeah. And yeah, but Brock is still going to get the most chance or he's still going to get the biggest cheer so. Mm-hmm. Um So it's hard to pick this match because yeah. it's hard for me to pick this match because there's a pick that I won for my heart. And there's the the logical pick that comes from my brain. Sure. So it's like I'm as much as we complain about the situation, you're still kind of not ready to see Brock drop the title. Mm-hmm. Um. I like having, I mean, I'd like to see him on TV. I like when he does come out, or if he does have a challenger. To face, so apparently he will be on Raw the next night. The uh, Barclays Center, yeah, but it could be a farewell. Their social media put out a tweet saying uh, that Brock, Le- the WWE Universal Champion Brock Lesnar, will be at uh, the Raw after SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. Apparently, they quickly deleted it. Someone at WWE got in line. It's like uh, that can't be up. Well, I mean, it could it could mean currently. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. There. So you know, I'm thinking more. WWE was upset that they spoiled that he was going to be there. For sure, uh, Monday compared to still calling him the the champion. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, I kind of want to see him retain. Mm-hmm. But that sounds like your heart talk. It would be cool to see Joe mm-hmm. win the title. Mm-hmm. Roman is not going to get a fair shake, regardless. I mean. He's still going to get booed even if he gets pinned. Mm-hmm. Um, so, we don't really need to see him win the title right now. Braun, I still, as much as I like him, I just I don't know if he's a guy that you want holding the title right now. Still, I think you yeah. still need to give him some time um, to find someone that would be worthy enough to beat him. He, he's... Manhandled Roman so many times. Roman's not. Roman shouldn't all of a sudden be able to beat him and take the title off of him. Um, I can see where if they were actually gonna put the strap on on Strowman, where Rome it'd be like a, a David and Goliath thing with him and uh, Roman Reigns. Where Roman has multiple opportunities to take him down, whether that's by himself or mm-hmm. maybe a triple threat match with Joe going in. Where it's like after two or three times he finally climbs the mountain and then like at um, what was it Survivor Series or something another pay per view down the line before the Royal Rumble he actually climbs the mountain and, and beats Strowman. I can see them wanting him to have that victory moment beating the beast. Right. Well, but the I'm monster. sorry, the monster. I'm on men. But I feel like they gotta stop with Roman and Braun. 
They've put on so. so many good matches, so like intense. You're worried that it's gonna like or Cena. The quality's gonna dip yeah. because we've seen so much greatness. You think? I feel like it's gonna be. It's you know you don't want it to you don't want people to start comparing it to Orton and Cena. I haven't heard anybody. I'm, I feel like I'm the first one that I know, that I've read or heard of yes. to compared it in that regard. But you don't want that. You don't want people to get that bug to start saying, "Here we go, they're going at it again." Mm-hmm. Let's let's step away from that for the time being. Mm-hmm. Give them something fresh. Have them meet up Survivor Series. Have them meet up at WrestleMania, perhaps. Um, Especially if Brock is out of the picture, because the idea is that you, you'll probably, you know, they would probably have Brock and Roman fight for the title again, um, or even, you know, but if Brock is out of the picture, you could have Brock versus Braun, uh, Roman versus Braun, Roman versus Cena. I was just about to say you're forgetting that big guy coming over from right. SmackDown. Cena's going to be involved. Well, I don't he think may not be. He's not. He he's probably not going to be. You know. The number one, the guy taking on and the, and trying to win the championship, yeah. but I feel like whoever loses this match, be it either Strowman, Joe, I think either Strowman or Joe, Cena's going to be the next opponent. I think because I think they're saving um, Roman Reigns versus Cena for WrestleMania. True. So I think yeah, I think you need to just separate those guys. Mm-hmm. They've done enough. Braun has. He's you know he's won the the series essentially. Um, let's step away. Let Roman take somebody else on. Let Braun let Braun feud with Joe. Kayfabe. Only in the WWE are you allowed to contend for the number one um, prize in your profession after you just attempted murder on one of your coworkers. <laughs> That's the name of the game. Mm-hmm. That's- uh, so I'm gonna go with Brock. I think Brock's gonna retain. I don't think. Um, is that your heart, or is that your is that your uh, your cold mind with your logic? That's my cold mind because I feel like Joe would be with my heart. Like yeah, I want to see Joe. Yeah, everybody wants to see Joe. You know, win the title. Um, but I feel like Brock has still has some legs to go. Mm-hmm. Um, you could even do one more final Brock and Cena match at Survivor Series, mm-hmm. win the seventeenth title, then, mm-hmm. then build Roman and Cena at WrestleMania, then Roman takes the title off of Cena, and that's still a lengthy title reign, title run, seventeenth title run for Cena. It's not just two weeks like the last time when he when he tied the record. Like when he tied sixteen, he lost it like two weeks later. So what did you lose it to? Do you remember? Bray. Oh, okay. in the uh, elimination chamber. Oh, that's right. You're right. So if you do it in uh, November, you've got six months where he's still champ, mm-hmm. and then Roman steps up, and you know, like it or not, he could be the guy, and that would find. I think that would really cement him as like the best, the top, the top guy. Whether you still like him or not, he's still the top guy. In that regard, he would still be the top guy. Um, and you finally get Cena and Reigns. So, in that sense, I think keeping the title on Lesnar makes sense to get to to get to this other big feud that doesn't even involve Brock. 
and then Brock can go away after uh, Survivor Series. So I've been sitting here listening to you trying to think through this logically because I agree with you it's too early to give Strowman the title mm-hmm. and he's a beast without it. Yeah. And people are so behind him that he really doesn't need it. So my choices came down to Lesnar, Reigns, Samoa Joe. Mm-hmm. So what you said about Lesnar makes total sense. Sure. But I also feel like what else makes WWE sense <laughs> is giving the title to uh, Roman Reigns. Right. <laughs> yeah. uh, they That's, just haven't learned. They still don't get it. Because the McMahons love him, and he has a look. He has a wrestling ability. People stop t- saying Roman Reigns can't wrestle. He can He wrestle. can. He's good. He's not the greatest guy on the mic. I'll never get suffering succotash out of my head. No matter what I try, you shouldn't have to let yeah. that go. And what was it last month when all four men men were in the ring talking? He was by far the worst guy. Yeah, but he still got the look. He's got the charisma. He's got the women and children behind him. So he makes the most. To me, he makes the most WWE sense, and that's the guy I would pick with my head with logic. But I'm not going with logic. God damn it! I'm going with the hand of destruction. I'm picking Samoa Joe. I like it. It'd be, I mean, the the internet. Now I think he's only going to be champion for like two months. He's going to be a transition guy to like Roman or Cena. Cena. I mean, because you could still do the same with Cena. You could Mm -hmm. still have him beat Joe for the title. He beats Joe for the title. And then at WrestleMania next year, it's yeah. the coordination for Reigns. Sure. Although, if Reigns is in the main event of WrestleMania again... Yeah, but... Y'all gonna make us lose our minds up in here, up in here. That'll be his fourth... Won't it be his fourth WrestleMania he's made event? I believe so. Triple H, Brock, Undertaker... Yeah, it would be it would be number four. So I still think though that would be a match where yeah the fans are gonna boo both guys, but it's not like it's gonna be an awful match. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just it's just an irrational boo at this point. It's not they're not all they're not all getting booed because one is leaving or they're they're both leaving. Like Brock and Goldberg back in like 2003 or whatever that was, where everybody knew they were both leaving. So it's it's going to be more of an irrational reaction to it, but it'll still be it would still be a quality match. And if we were rational, we wouldn't be watching wrestling in the first place. Uh, that's true too. <sighs> we did it. We covered it. Covered. It only took. Oh, you were shorter than I I thought we would go. Only we are at an hour thirty-eight. That's a long show to cover. It's a four-hour show. Yeah, we almost made it four hours because we like to talk. Felt like it. <laughs> Even though we zoomed through like four or five matches, we still made it over an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. It's amazing how we can do that. All right, let's give them the outro. Anything else you want to say? Wrestling? Uh, no, that's it. I mean, I'm looking forward. To, I I always enjoy the big shows. I, I like all the you know pay-per-views or whatever you know. Maybe they'll shock us. You just never know. That's what keeps people 
that's what keeps the people who are interested in wrestling mm-hmm. still interested because you just never know. You never know what they're going to do. So it's cool. Uh, I'm looking forward to Sunday. I hope you guys are. I hope you enjoyed this lengthy discussion of a lengthy show that's going to that's gonna take place in a couple of days. Uh, find us on Twitter at not or at 288 at not Elric at DQ327 uh, you, you're going out on Sunday be careful a lot of crazies out there people getting yeah. drunk kinda, uh, especially with all the stuff that's happened the past week lots of off on Monday <laughs> lucky you between Charlottesville and what certain people's presidents say um, oh the world before we go, I'm sorry. Um, I can't believe we forgot about this. We got to talk about Ric Flair. Yeah. Um, he's not out of the woods. He's not out of the woods. He's, um, I believe he's still in critical condition at mm-hmm. the time. Uh, multiple organ issues. Had colon surgery, apparently, mm-hmm. which was, there was apparently a blockage in his colon that was causing issues everywhere, other, you know, elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, a medically induced coma. First, his agent said he's fine. Then his agent said he's not fine. We need your prayers. <laughs> Make up your mind, or wait till you know exactly what's wrong. He's like, "Y'all need my prayers. I've, I've already been praying for this other thing. Right? I've already moved on. Lord, give my prayers back. You gotta get Ric Flair back out here. Moved on. But um, yeah, I mean, he's still. You know, this is, the surgery was successful. Um, but you know, hope for the best for this guy. I mean, he's still the greatest, one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. And you know, sure, he did a lot of damage to himself over the years. Um, just, but that's part of the business. And you, but still, you still don't want to see these. You still want to see guys like that go yet. Mm-hmm. You know. He's still relatively young, 68, you know, so. Um, best. Yeah, he's 68, but that's like 98. 98 in wrestler years. Yeah, that's true. So, best of, you know, best wishes to Rick, Rick Flair, the nature boy. Mm-hmm. And uh, get well soon. Get back out there for us. Yeah. Thoughts and prayers go out to him um, and his entire family and all of the WWE. I know there are. We're not the only fans hoping for the, a happy conclusion to the story. Yep. And uh, can't wait to s- hope and pray that one day soon we'll see Rick Flair back in the ring where he belongs, styling and profiling. Woo! Woo! And with that, I'm DeQuincy. He's Anthony. Later, babies. Peace. <laughs>